You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. All right. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bread of Life. Amen. I'm your host today, Reverend Ray. This is on When Christians Speak Talk Radio. I'm hopefully joined by Reverend Robin White. Um, I was waiting for her to call in. Amen. She's supposed to be joining us today. Her message is in Christ Jesus. We're going to talk about that. Amen. So be excited about her being a guest with us today. Amen. Um, she's coming out of uh, Philippians chapter 3. Uh, verses 7 through 14. So uh, go call somebody. We're about to have some real study time with this moment of God, all right? Telephone number is 646-478-0660. Press the number one. Amen. Um, again, the number is 646-478-0660. Also, real quick, before we get started, I want to remind you about a different broadcast that's about in grace. It's every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Amen. Amen. Uh, Reverend Robert, are you with us? Hello? Amen. Um, I think that was just her. Maybe I can't hear her. All right, let's do this. Let's, because uh, sometimes this thing, blog talk, be messing up. Amen. I right, give me a minute. I tell you what, let's finish doing the announcements so that we can see if we can reach her again. Amen. Um, okay. Uh, Epistle of the Grace, Minister Vanessa, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Declaring the finished work with Reverend Pat Randall. Amen. It's every Thursday. Amen. Uh, uh, I do Friday Night Joy. At 7 p.m. Also do the Bread of Life, which is today on Sundays at 7 p.m. On the first and the fourth Sunday only. Amen. Amen. Reverend Robin. Yes, Reverend Ray, I'm here. Okay. What do you do? Mute your phone? <laughs> no, my phone is not mute, my brother. I've been here saying hello. I'm here, Reverend Ray. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I joke, Robert is one of my favorite, one of my favorite cousins, just in case any of the cousins are listening. <laughs> Amen. So I always get a great joy talking with him. We, and I mess with him a lot. But uh, thank you for joining us. You know, I thought that for a second he was having some issues and everything like that because I couldn't hear you. I, I, I unmute you, but then I did it again. So anyway, we're fine. Bless God. Amen. But real quick, let me. Let me finish doing this, and then we have prayer, okay? Um, uh, my mom was at uh, okay. Pastor Paul Morgan is every Wednesday at at um, seven p.m. The challenge to change, amen. Apostle Shirley Jones does a broadcast called Lifeline. It's every first Monday of the month at seven p.m. The Bold and the Beautiful Reverend Delvina Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, and Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Saturday at ten a.m. Adoration with Evangelist Lewis McElwain is every third Monday of the month, amen, at 7 p.m. Marriage Takeover, the, bread, the Body of One, Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson, at every third Sunday at 7 p.m. Um, the broadcast is coming up next Sunday, y'all, so get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> it's um, Hour 3, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk, with myself, Elston Green, Cleopas Malone, Antonio Mitchell, and um, um, Pastor Tyrone uh, Rose might be with us. I'm not sure. That's every second Saturday, every second Sunday at 7 p.m. We are opening up the lines so the brothers can talk. We normally don't do this, but they, it was consensus. It was a vote, and they want to open up the lines. They want to hear from you. So if you have any, uh, um, anything you want to say, please dial in or send me a response at uh, whenchristmasspeak at gmail.com. You also can post it on our social media site. Amen. Um, don't forget, 
uh, Mid the Glory Prayer, Reverend Gwen Dixon, is every Wednesday at 1 p.m. The dialing number is 641-715-3580. The access code is 732-499. We would love to, for you to join us at 1 p.m. on every Wednesday. Also, don't forget to check us out. Check us our website. We are in the process. I'm talking to some people now to completely rehaul our website, uh, um, give it a whole new different face. face uh, uh, face looking everything. So we're about to change some things, but then hopefully we get that done in the next couple of months and everything. Um, but it costs money, okay? So if you have a desire to sow a seed into this ministry, we will appreciate your help. Amen. You can do so do so again by going going to whenchristmaspeak.com and clicking on the donate now button. Everything is done through PayPal. Uh, we need a we need a face look, y'all. That 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 website has been like that for a while now. It's time for a new age face look. So um, you can give donations of five dollars, ten dollars, or whatever. See that that you feel comfortable um, giving. We are listed as a five hundred one c three company, and um, you can use it as far as the tax write off. Amen. So with that being said, again, again, I want to welcome Reverend Robin. I'm excited about having her on here. Amen. And message again in Christ Jesus. Let's go ahead and open up in prayer. Father God, we just want to come today to give you thanks. We want to submit our thoughts, our mind, God, everything that we have over to our emotions, God, everything we have over to you, Lord Jesus, this day, God, and just say thank you, God. Thank you for keeping us, God, for keeping us from hurt, harm, or danger. Thank you, God, for keeping us clothed in our right mind. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving our souls, God, for converting us, for giving us a way out through the cross, God. We just want to thank you today, Lord Jesus, how you look down upon us, God, where no matter where we were at, Jesus, and decided that we can, we, we can and shall live and not die. We thank you today, God, not because we all righteous in a bag of chips, Lord Jesus, but because your mercy reached out to us and gave us a second chance and a third chance. We're thankful today that we got an opportunity today to give you all the glory, to give you all the praise, to worship you in spirit and in truth. We are thankful today, God, that we can be, that we can be the salt, light, and power, Lord Jesus, the, the salt, light, and power of you, but call us to be in this day and time, that we can be a living epistle read among men and women, that somebody might cry out, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to change my life around? We are thankful today, God, because you are good and all the time you are good. And you have never, ever, ever, ever let us down. You always come right on time, Lord Jesus. You've given us, some of us, the, the, the opportunity to wait on you. And, and then as the sunset says, I don't mind waiting because I know that you got this. So we pray today, God, for those that might be listening to this broadcast. We pray that this broadcast, as Reverend Robin began to speak, the speaker of the hour, that it will begin to break yokes and tear down strongholds. It will begin to reveal those things, Lord Jesus, that need to be revealed to the people of God, even to the sinner man. That they might even cry out, what must I do to be saved, God? Somebody's looking for some answers. Somebody's looking for a breakthrough. Somebody needs some strongholds torn down. Someone Lord Jesus, they need some healing to take place. Somebody needs some, some some revelation to take place in their life. Someone, Lord Jesus, even need their family to be um, saved. Need answers for their families. So we pray, God, that during the broadcast, during the, the prayer, God, not because it's me or not because it's wrong, but because it's your namesake, that miracles that will take place today. We stand in awe of you, Lord Jesus. We know that you are the bomb in Gilead, and you have all power in your hand. We will continue to give you all the glory. We will continue to give you all the praise. God, we will continue to lift you up our, our voice like a trumpet into you and magnify you with all that are in us because you deserve all the praise. You deserve all the glory. There is none like you in all the earth, Lord Jesus. So we will continue to give you a yet praise. We will continue to stand. And as we as we stand, we would even stand even more so. Trusting and believing, not wavering, but trusting and believing in you, the resurrected Savior, 
In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. Amen. Again, Reverend Robin, welcome to When Christmas Speak Talk Radio, the bread of life. Okay, Reverend right. Robin, I'm excited about having you. I'm going to just give you, you know, uh, uh, the time. I'm going to give everything over to you, and we're going to take off from there. Reverend Robin White. Bless the Lord. First, I just want to give God all the honor and glory and praise because he is God and there is absolutely none other. I just thank God for this opportunity to share of him with you because God is so magnificent. He's unmatchable, and you can find no better than life with God. So I just thank God just to be able to share him with you on this evening. And as my brother, uh, Reverend Ray, has said, uh, the topic of this evening is in Christ Jesus. Uh, With the scripture coming from um, the book of Philippians, chapter 3, beginning at verse 7. So we're going to read that. It says, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which of which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I have already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. And it says, brethren, verse 13, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching, reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize in the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. It is a blessing to be able to be in Christ Jesus. Because that is where life is truly found. It is in Christ Jesus. And we look at that in verse 14 where he says, I press, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You know, press is like it's to, to act through a steady push and a thrust and a force. Exert it, exertion, you know, you squeeze, you know, is to assail, to afflict, to oppress, to harass. You press. This is to say that when we are going um, in this walk, it is a press sometimes. Sometimes the blessing is in the pressing. We must press for God. You know, and if we look at verse 10, it says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering be made conformable until his death. You know, it is something that God has not asked us to to go through with the full sufferings of Christ. We are partakers of his suffering, not the fullness, but it is a press to attain. It is a press to get into that place. And that pressing is um, a lot of the dying of self. And we know this, these are the words that are coming from Paul in Philippians, you know, who was a Pharisee taught by Gamaliel, who was one of the, the great doctors of the law of the, of the Jewish law. You know, he was highly esteemed and respected. You know, and Paul, before we go, before verse um, seven in Philippians, he goes through his pedigree. You know, he goes through to say, um, he said, we're going to look at, um, let's see, we're going to begin at, at, 
3, okay, with him and what he is speaking of. He says, for we are the circumcision. This is where he'd come from. You know, he'd been circumcised. He'd been taught by Gamaliel. He says, which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he have whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. You know, so he goes on, if you if you think you're someone in the flesh, let me tell you who I was. You know, he says, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel. So he's coming. He said, I'm directly from the stock of Israel. He says, of the tribe of Benjamin and Hebrew, of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee. He says, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. You know, but he goes on to say in verse 7, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. All of that esteem and all that place that he had in his pedigree, being able to say um, that he was a Pharisee. He, I had been circumcised. I was taught by Gamaliel. I know what I know of, of who, of, of of the scriptures and of the Jewish laws, but I call count all of that as nothing. He said, I count it as dung just so that he could apprehend Jesus Christ, just so that he could be in Jesus Christ, just so he can tell us, you know, that he was pressing towards the mark. If you look in Second Corinthians 11, he'll tell you what his press was like. Because he went through a lot to go forth and to spread this gospel. Yes, he was a persecutor of the Christians, but when he was, because he says he had been apprehended and he wanted to apprehend it, but because when God apprehended him, when Jesus came and met him along that straight way, he was apprehended. And so he says he wanted to press towards the mark so that he could apprehend just as it, as he was apprehended. And he says that, you know, in Second in Corinthians chapter 11, he says um, all of the things that he had gone through, you know, for, for the sake of going through to preach the gospel, you know, he says, I am more in labors, more abundant, in stripes, above measure, in prisons, more frequent, in death, often. Of the Jews, five times receive I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned thrice. I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of the of the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils of the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, and fasting often, in cold and nakedness, besides those things that are without that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all of the church. So Paul knew when he says that I press towards the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, he knows all that he felt and considered to be as dung and as nothing. All of the esteem and the position as a Pharisee and all that he had, he considered that to be nothing. You know, he know all of the press that he went through, all of the trials and the sufferings that he had gone through to be able to go forth and preach the gospel. But he says he would pressing towards God. He was pressing as if those things meant nothing. He rather to press towards God and to apprehend him. That is where he was aiming to be because he preferred to be in Christ. And you know, how do we press? We have our own pressing. And Jesus tells us in John 12, 23 and 25, and it says, And Jesus answered them, singing, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. 
And just as what happened with Paul, Paul had, Paul gave up a lot. Paul went through a lot. But Paul went forth with power. He is one of the most, you know, prolific writers of the, the New Testament. He went forth and he bore and bore much fruit to the gospel of Christ. But yes, he had to die to what the world esteemed him to be in. He had to go through and partake of the sufferings of Jesus Christ. And we too need to have to come to a place where we call we consider everything else nothing to apprehend Jesus Christ, to be in Jesus Christ, to be in that place of where it is just a safe haven, to be in that place where there is power and peace and rest, to be in that place where you can be used of God, where you can bear fruit. It requires a sacrifice. It requires a losing of yourself in order to do that. But it is not an easy place to be, but it is a hard place to be. But if we want to abide ourselves and to abide in Christ Jesus, what we have to do is we are going to have to get to a place, and I call this that as God syndrome, and be, that was released at the fall in which man, when I say man, both male and female, the gender, carry with us. Because Satan said at the fall, you will be as God, knowing good and evil. You see, because that mindset had been placed in us as if we know what is right. But Jesus came, you know, he says he come in, into the into the world to bring light, that whosoever shall believe on him should not abide in darkness. And, you know, he comes and he says, abide in me as I abide in you. And that is a, a back and forth type of position. To be in Christ Jesus is to, to abide in him and for him to abide in you, in which place where, where we get all of his nutrients and he bear all our stuff. You know, it's 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 a you know, unbalanced for real, because he gives us so much more, so much more, you know, than what we may feel that we are giving up. A lot of people, we say, you know, speak to them about Christ, and they say, well, you know, when I get myself together, when I kind of can give up some things, and, and when I can kind of do, but, you know, if you abide in Christ, he's the one that gives you the strength to to give up those things. He it was Christ who gave Paul that mindset to say everything else is nothing. Because once you have a taste of Jesus, once you have a touch of him, everything else just pales in comparison. It just pales in comparison. You know, it says in John 15, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, isn't that something, and that is just how it is with branches and with trees and all of these things that bear fruit, the trees and all of, all of those things, that for them to continue to bear and to sprout and to produce they are purged down. They are pruned down. They are cut. You know, they go through a, a chipping off. They go through a removal process. But then after that removal process and once that, that season of regeneration, it bears more fruit. You know, and, and that is what happens when you're in the vine. The vine, it, you know, that branch has to be pruned and it has to be purged. You know, and that is what was happening even with Paul when he says he was going through all of these different things. But it was all he was bearing fruit and the continual things and trials and tribulations that he was going through was that purging, was that continual purging that he would bear even more fruit because even through that process, he continued to bear the fruit. He continued to see the importance of Christ Jesus and more than that, the importance of being in Christ Jesus, the importance of him being in there and seeing all the benefits and seeing all of the beauty and the glory and the magnificence of being in Christ Jesus. He was, Jesus, he was prompted, you know, he was propelled 
to be to stay in that place no matter what he went through so that others can experience Christ Jesus. And it's an awesome thing. And then when we go back to John 15, it's in verse 3, it says, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. And this is Jesus speaking in John 15. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I mean, so he tells you, you cannot bear fruit. You can you cannot go forth and prosper. You cannot go forth and attain unless you are abiding in the vine. Because it's in the vine where all of the nutrients come. The vine is the source of the branch. So we must abide there. And if we look at the word abide, just to, to kind of to define that abide word so that we can understand what it means for us to abide in order to be in Christ Jesus, abide means to bear patiently, to tolerate, to endure, to withstand, to wait, to accept without objection, to remain stable or fixed in a state to continue in place, to conform to. And these are the things that as we abide, this is what it is The abide means. This is what it means that when we are abiding in, in Christ Jesus, it means that we are waiting patiently for him. We That means that we are abiding and we are waiting for our next instructions. We are abiding and we are waiting patiently for his word to come. We are abiding and we are waiting patiently for the word that he gives us to be confirmed. It means that, yes, we are tolerating it. We are willing to let a lot of things go that we can be able to be um, content in whatever state we find ourselves. And I can tolerate either state. I can tolerate the high mountain. I can tolerate the valley. I can tolerate it because I'm I'm abiding in Jesus. So wherever I am, he has me in a fixed state of endurance. You know, he has me in a fixed state of where I can withstand it. He has me and he's provided me nutrients. He's provided me peace. He's provided me rest. He's provided me joy. He's provided me a sanctuary. You know, he's provided me a refuge. So I can wait in this place of abiding in him. You know, I can just wait and accept what he is instructing me. I can wait and accept those things that he's taken away from me. I can wait and accept those things that he gives to me, that I can wait. I can remain stable, and I can remain fixed in him as we abide in him because in him there is so much that comes within him because if we are abiding in him and he's abiding in in us we can go speak to things and say in the name of Christ Jesus let it be so that I come and I adore you in the name of Christ Jesus and because I'm in him and he's in him when that word comes goes out forth it is known that you are going in the representation of Jesus Christ, and he is with you. So you are known of him, and he is known of you. And what I find very interesting in the word of abide, it is that word that says to bear as being a definition of the word abide. So I was like, I have to get this word to bear and see exactly what's going on with this word to bear. Bear, you know, because he it says he would bear us up on on wings and he would carry us, you know, and that's what bear is to carry, you know, to carry some burden, you know, to bear with oneself, you know, to move by bearing, to move or to be conveyed or born. I mean, this is what Jesus is doing, you know, for us, you know, he keeps us in mind, you know, he moves us inwardly by his spirit, you know, he prompts us, he bears us up, he keeps us from falling, you know, he's, he preserves us, he bears us, he, you know, he endures us. I mean, we come and say we may endure suffering, but at the same time as we're enduring suffering, he's enduring us, you know, and, and that is the blessed part of being in Christ Jesus, because as we are waiting patiently on him, he's waiting patiently on us, and that's the awesome 
awesome thing about Christ Jesus is that we're not alone. We're in him. It's like it's just a fluid thing that is occurring. You know, he's bearing our things, and, and, and we're bearing him, and, and we're waiting patiently for him, and, you know, because we're just in Christ Jesus, and it's just awesome to be hidden in him. It's awesome to be um, right where Christ will have you to be and just to be right in him at all times, just to have him bear us up, you know, to have him to go forth and, and to know that, yes, he is purging and he's doing a work, but we are being worked on by the one who loves us most. And that's what's so awesome is to know that we are in the hands of the one who has died for us. You know, so if he's gone on to die for us, he has our very best interest in the center of himself, which is where we are. You know, so that means that if if he would die for us, there is nothing that he wouldn't do for us. So we just bless God for that because as we go through and we listen to Paul, I mean, Paul is like, he tells us, man, I have been through. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's like, I've been beat. I've been shipwrecked. I've been this. Oh, my God. Goodness, I've been robbed. I've been in perilous waters. I've been here, but God, but God, I will continue to press towards the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus because there is no greater place to be than to be in the midst of the press of the high calling. In Christ Jesus. Does it hurt sometimes? Yes, it hurts. Is it a lonely place sometimes as you're going through your place of, of abiding and pressing and waiting and just just being in a state of contentment where it seems like you have a lack, where it seems like nothing is going right, but yet and still, you know, though you slay me, I will not move. I will stand still. I will wait and see the salvation of my Lord and my Savior. Yes, it is a place. Yes, it may be a hurtful place. But you know what? It is all for your good. It is all for your safety. It is all so that he can move you to be where he needs you to be so that when you get to that place where he's placing you to, where he's sending you to, you go there with strength and power. You go there and you bear fruit. And once you bear fruit, yet still he prunes you some more so that you can continue to bear fruit. We can never get in a place to say that we have arrived. As long as you are still here, you are still being birthed. You are still being Purge. Your splendor is still being worked through. You may have to go back into that into that fire some more, so that so that your your gold can be sharpened and brunk and brunk to a, a a nice glowing splendor. But it is all in Christ Jesus. And if you know it, that you know, and that you know that you know that His witness has borne. Um, his spirit has borne the witness with your spirit that you are his child, then you can know that everything that you go through is for the benefit of the kingdom, that it is for the benefit of your being a, a vessel of honor, a vessel of use, a vessel that God can say, hey, send him, or she's ready, or he's ready. Send them on. Let's send them out so that they can bear fruit. And what is that fruit that we're bearing? We're bearing fruit of the spirit. We're bearing more unto God. We are going forth, and, and we are, he says if he be lifted up, he would draw all men. So, so we are getting to that place where we are vessels who can go, and that and that Christ that is in us, we can lift him up as a standard. We can lift him up as a banner so that man can see, and so that that man can, can be seen of Jesus, and Jesus can draw them draw them nigh unto him. So, so that that kingdom and those that, that are out there in that harvest, so that they can all also come in and be partakers of what Jesus said. He, he said that, that he want none to perish, that, that he comes to give life, and he comes to give life more abundantly. It is what he says. So we have to thank God for those times, you know, because that is that we are in a place in him in which we are being just 
perfected in Christ Jesus. Not of any of ourselves, because it's none of our own righteousness. We already know that any righteousness that we have is the righteousness of Christ Jesus. Our righteousness is of filthy rags, but it is the righteousness of Christ Jesus. You know, and it says here, it says back in John fifteen five, it says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. You see, but we need to abide in him because outside of him there is no life, no true life outside of him. It's it's. It's all a a mirage what this world is offering. It's not truth. It's not true life because there is no life outside of Jesus Christ. There is no life, no real life. Not only is that, but it's, it's a temporary thing. Life in Jesus Christ is an eternal life. We have so much to look forward to beyond this world. Our expectation has to be more than what we see here on this earth. Our expectation has to be more than a bank account, than a car, than a big house. Those things are temporal, and they are failing. I mean, you can have it today, and it's gone tomorrow. But all of those things and treasures that you have, in the heavenlies, are there forever and forevermore. And they come from abiding in Christ Jesus. It comes from knowing him. Because the scripture says to, to know God is eternal life. And in verse 7 of 15, it says, If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Don't you know that if you abide in him and he is abiding in you, as this scripture says, anything that you ask, it shall be done unto you. But see, if you're abiding in him and he's abiding in you, all things that you will ask will be in his will. You see, because you're in there with him. You're hearing the words that are coming from him. He is giving you your word, the word. Because in verse 3 of 15, it says, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So if we're clean by that word that he's spoken to us and we're abiding in him, then the words that we speak back unto him are the words that he's spoken unto us. And he said his words are not going to return to him void. So if we speak in his words unto him, unto the things that we want, the promises that he says that are ours, that are things that are in his will for us, if he, we are speaking those things back unto him, why would it not be done to us? His word says that it would be done in Christ Jesus, abiding in him as he abides in us. You know, he says, herein is my Father glorified. This is verse Eight of 15, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. His disciples will be known by the fruit that they bear, that we bear much fruit. And, and that it, it is to abide in him. It is such a blessed place to be in a place of abiding in him. And it, it is a place in which all children of God are asked and are told to come and be. Come unto me, all of you who are weary, heavy laden, and burdened down. Come, let him bear, bear it for you. He wants to bear it for you. He wants to be in a position of being able to bear things for you, for us, to give us that place of rest, that place of rest in him. Allow him to do it. Allow him to, to carry it. Allow him to be the one. Don't let it be on us, because if we're in Christ Jesus, it's not our strength. 
It's not our power. It is not our might, but it's all in Christ Jesus that it's done. He is the one. He will come in as we are in him, abiding in him, where he will be our mind regulator, where he will, we are so busy in him and resting in him and getting the word from him as we are abiding in him that our focus is, is so much on him that as we are all caught up with him, in love with him, in a relationship with him, communicating with him, the nutrients flowing and just flowing unto us, all of the things around us, you know, we're focused on, as we focus on him, he's working out all of those other things for us. Because he delight in us as we delight in him. It is, it is, he, there is no good thing that he will withhold from us as we are delighting in him and as we are abiding in him. So we just have to bless God that that we have that place in which we can go to to abide in Christ Jesus, you know, because, you know, he is our peace. You know, Scripture tells us he is our peace. It is, you know, he is the one who has, it says that, it says in Ephesians 2.14, it says, For he is our peace, who has made both one, and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. You know, he is the one that has come in that now we can be one with him. And the scriptures, it says in, further down, and John, he says, when he's speaking to God, when he's praying for, for us, And he says to God, he says, I want the people to be one with me as you and I are one. And if you and I are one and then they are one with me, then we're all one together. Do you understand just being one with Christ, one with God, one with the Holy Spirit? Because he says that he he will send the Holy Spirit to be there for us. He will send the Holy Spirit as our comforter. He will send the Holy Spirit that will continually be there to show us the way to lead and to guide us. John fourteen sixteen says, And I will pray to the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. You know, because he says, surely he's going away. But not only that, that he says he was going away expediently. Expediently he was going away. Now that that just really grabbed me that he said he would go expediently because he wanted to send the comforter because he had so much that he wanted to talk to us about, that he wanted to tell us, and that he wanted to share with us. That he says, but so I want to expediently go. Expediently means like I'm going quick, I'm going fast, I'm going in a hurry. Because as soon as I get back, if you can imagine, he and the Holy Spirit is at the other end. They got this tag team situation, and he's like, I got to hurry up. I got to get to the Holy Spirit so I can tag him, so he can hurry up, and he can get back there to you. So that he can be your comforter, he can be your teacher, he can be your leader, he can be your guide, he can be the one that can be inside, and he can can convict you and show you another way, and he can share the word with you. You see, because as you are right now, without the Holy Spirit being there, no matter how much I want to tell you, no matter how much I want to talk to you, and no matter how much I want to share with you, I can't share it with you until I send that comforter back, until I send the Holy Spirit back, so that he can be the one who can speak it to you deep down within and his spirit will bear witness with your spirit that you and I are one and that we are connected. I need to expediently, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going quick, fast, in a hurry. You know, he tell Pilate, there is nothing that you can't do to me except my father said that you can do. He said, so come on and do what you got to do because I'm on a mission. You know, so he he was expediently, he was like, I'm not going to go through no trial and all of this with you all. You can only do what the Father says you can do, and we need to get this done because I'm on a mission, and i got to get back to where I'm supposed to be so I can tag the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit can go do. My portion here is almost done, Pallet. You know, you you hold no power over me. This is a done deal. Just go ahead and do what you got to do so that I can hurry up and get back so that I can send the Holy Spirit so those people who are called by my name, they can hear my word, they can hear my voice, they can be my sheep. They will know who I am because they're going to abide in me and I'm going to abide in them and they are going to be in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless God for that. We bless God because he loves us that much. 
that he was willing to get this thing done expediently. We got a work to do, and we got a work to do expediently. My people are, are going to need to abide in me. I'm going to need to be their shelter. I'm going to need to, to be able to be their strength. I'm going to need to be able to be their power. I'm going to need to be their righteousness because their righteousness is no filthy rags. That's why I got to go there. That's why I'm going there anyway. So I'm going to go there, and I'm going to be everything that they need me to be. And that is what I'm going to be. And as they abide in me, I'm going to give them everything. I'm going to give them peace. I'm going to give them joy. I'm going to give them contentment. I'm going to give them love. I'm going to give them forgiveness. I'm going to give them grace. I'm going to give them mercy. I'm going to give them everything they need in any present situation because they're going to abide in me. They're going to be in me. So I just bless God that we have the opportunity that that he loved us so much that he died for us so that we can just abide in him and that we can be in him. And we just bless God for that. I bless God for that. Where would we be without Christ Jesus? Where would we be if he wasn't there, if he wasn't willing, a willing sacrifice, without spot, without blemish, pure blood that can come and just die for us, pure blood that can be able to to wipe away all of our sins, that he could be on that cross. And his last words can say, it is finished. There is no work left for us to do but to abide and to be in Christ Jesus and allow him to do all by his spirit through us. He said it is finished. Why do we labor so much? If we're in Christ Jesus and we believe all that he says that he is and all that we've said he said that he would do and all of the promises that he's given unto us, why don't we rest in him the more? As we should. What holds us back from resting in Jesus Christ? Because he is our wonderful Savior. He is our Redeemer. He is our righteousness. That that there is a saving grace. I have no righteousness except for the righteousness I have in Christ Jesus. Bam, what you going to do with that? You can't do anything with me because my righteousness is the righteousness of Christ Jesus. You come up against me, you're coming up against Jesus and his righteousness. Because where am I? I'm hidden in him. I'm abiding in him. I'm taking him up on all the things that he says he's going to do, that he's going to carry my burden, that he's going to bear me, that he's going to He's going to move me, that he's going to conform me, he's going to transform me, he's going to renew my mind, that God said in his word that he's going to put his laws and his statue in my heart and in my mind, and he's going to cause me to walk upright before him. Why? Because Jesus came down and broke down that partition. He came down to make a way out of no way. He came down so that I can reign with him in the high places, that I can sit beside him in the heavenlies. You see, because it has nothing to do with me, and it has all to do with Christ Jesus. It's none of me. Don't look at yourself, my brother or my sister. Don't look at yourself. You need to know that you 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 are in Christ Jesus, that he has died for you. You need to know that his spirit has borne witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. That's what you need to know. And then you go in there and you abide in Christ Jesus and you know that you are his and you abide in him and you you fall in love with his word. You fall in love with every word that he gives you because that's what his word says that he will give you. His word, fall in love with that word. Make that word more necessary than any food that you may eat. Fall in love with Christ Jesus and be in Christ Jesus and just allow him to move and operate through your vessel. It has nothing to do with you. Nothing. It's all about Christ Jesus. He is the one to be exalted. He is the one who can bear your sins away and has borne your sins away. It is all about Christ Jesus and us being hidden in Christ Jesus. 
in Christ Jesus is the place of our refuge and the place of our safety and the place of peace and the place of comfort. And it is a place of love. It is a place where he can take your wretchedness and my wretchedness. Thank God he can take my wretchedness and he can say, come here, just let me let me love on you. Let me, let me hug on you. Let me just give you a kiss. Let, let me just, I got a special ring for you. I got a special robe for you. I got a special work for you. I, whatever. I am covering all of your wretchedness. I am your covering. All of your righteousness that is going to just spew forth out of you has nothing to do with you. It is me spewing through all of that wretchedness because I've covered it and I've borne it all away and it is no longer there impacting your walk. It is no longer there impacting my view of you. I love you with an everlasting love. I will never stop loving you. I have called you before the foundations of the earth to be my child and I have called you and that it is so. My word doesn't return back void. If I've called you and I've chosen you, then you are chosen. You are righteous. You are precious. You are an apple in my eye. You have been called to go forth and impact the kingdom. You have been called to go forth and do a work in the harvest. Don't look at yourself. Don't look at your wretchedness. Don't look at your shortcomings. Don't look at your speech. Don't look at whether or not someone else may think you should. Don't look at it. Don't look at the people. Abide in me and look at me and I'm looking at you. And as we're looking at each other, I'm just conforming you. I'm just changing you. You would be in that place as Moses was, as he went and stood at the tent with God. And as God talked to him, his whole countenance began to change. It changed so much that when he came before the people and he was so illuminated, he the people were afraid. Why? Why be afraid? I'm changing into the image of God. I'm changing to be who He's called me to be. Don't don't look at me, but just know that that what is coming forth, what is being birthed out, what is being shining forth, is God and is God alone. Look unto Him and be fallen unto Him. Be humbled unto God and to go forth and do all that God would have for us to do. In Christ Jesus, not in your own strength, but in and through the power and the might of Christ Jesus. Amen. Bless the Lord. Reverend Ray, are you there? Do you have something you would like to add? No, I think you said much, and um, I I agree. God bless. Thank you, Reverend Robin. What an awesome word, man, Uh, uh, for such a time as this. Um, I'm sitting here listening to you. I decided not to say anything. I just want you to to feel free to talk and say whatever God has given you to, to say. And I bless God for you again. Amen. Um, um, look, man, I, I, that, that was awesome. So I feel like that there's more there, more to come out. But <laughs> we'll talk later about that. I think there's a part two or something like that. I don't know. You know, I don't want to rush you through it. I want you to have all the time you need, you know, to speak the oracles and the mysteries of the, to the people of God. But I think you left an awesome word. Amen. Right. In Christ Jesus. Amen. We need to know. We Jesus. need to know, y'all, that we're in Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 And, amen. We're not going to uh, take too much time. We've got about 10 minutes. I am going to ask Reverend Robert to close this out in prayer. And, they, they, and to just put it out there the plan of salvation, just in case, you know, uh, there'd be somebody listening. Amen. And so she's going to do that. Amen. And then we're going to close. We're going to get on out here. But thank you again, Reverend Robert. It was an awesome word. Uh, <laughs> awesome word. Awesome word. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Father, we just thank you, Father. Father, we just thank you because you love us so much, Lord God. And, Father, if there is anyone out there who have not experienced your love, Lord God, Father, we ask them, Lord God, just to turn turn their hearts toward you, Lord God, and just to know, Lord God, that you said you sent your only begotten Son so that none shall die and that none shall perish, and that you have space, Lord God, in the kingdom, Lord God. But, Father, I know if you could accept a wretch like me into the kingdom, Lord God, that you will accept any and all people, Lord 
God, into your kingdom, Lord God. So, Father, if there's anyone out there, Lord God, I pray right now that they would just open their hearts unto you, Lord God. All they have to do, Lord God, is to, to acknowledge your Son, Jesus, as as Lord and Savior, to acknowledge, Lord God, that they are a sinner, Lord God, that that they need more than what this world is offering, and they know that that more is in Christ Jesus, Lord God, that all they knew had to do was just confess the Lord Jesus Christ, and they shall believe in him and believe that he is able to do all that we have even spoken of unto them this evening, that God, that you are able, that Jesus is able, so we know that with the heart man believeth, unto righteousness, and with the mouth just a truly confession is made unto salvation. And that is all that there is needed, is to believe, simply to believe. You know, it says just to hear the word of God, believe the word of God, and confess it, and just confess it in belief. Confessing and knowing that we are falling short, that we are people who are short-falling. All of us, all have fallen short of the glory of God. And just to know that you're not in a place by yourself, but you're amongst many, all who have fallen short. But to know that you know and to believe that Jesus can save you and that Jesus has died for you and that he is the son of the most high God. And salvation is unto you. So just take your time in your heart just to sit and speak these those words unto God of who you are and how you need him and how you believe in him and how you believe he is the son of God and you too shall be saved. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you right now. We thank you, Lord God, that you love us so much, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you have a hiding place for us, a refuge, Lord God, a shelter, Lord God, that is in Christ Jesus, where we are hidden, where we are protected, Lord God, where we get our strength, where we get our power, Lord God. Father, where where we get the word, Lord God, that word that is so necessary for our daily living, Lord God. Father, we thank you that there is such a place for us. There is such a place of comfort. There is such a place of peace in the midst of this world that we find ourselves in. That no matter what is happening in the world, no matter what is happening in our lives, we can turn in unto you, Christ Jesus, and we can be comforted. We can find a peace. We can find a strength that even if our circumstances don't change, we change, Lord God. And those circumstances just don't have any more power unto us. It doesn't. Your words say, think not about what man can do to this body, but think about who has control and who can do something with your soul. So, Father, we know, Lord God, that you can take a troubled soul and you can give it peace, Lord God. You can take a troubled mind, Lord God, and you can give it a peace that surpasses its own understanding, Lord God. So, Father, we thank you that we have that place, that hiding place in Christ Jesus, Lord God. So, Father, I just pray, Lord God, for everyone who hears this message, I say, look towards the hills from which cometh your help, for your help cometh from the Lord. It cometh from the Lord. He went expediently away so that he could send us help. There is a place. There's a place of hiding. There's a place of refuge. There's a place of refreshment. There's a place of restoring. There is a place that we can go and we can be changed and we can be different. And it's in Christ Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you for it. We thank you. We thank you for when Christians speak, Lord God. We thank you for the people it reaches. We thank you, Lord God, for the lives that are changed. We thank you, Lord God, for the hope, the hope, Lord God, the hope, Lord God, that you are sending out. Father, you are sending it out. For all of those who are hopeless, you don't have to be hopeless. There's a He's a God of hope. He's a God of second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and on and on chances. He can renew whatever may have happened. He can restore it. He can fix it. He can make it okay. He can change. He can make a difference. And we thank you. And we praise him. And we magnify you, Lord. We thank you for it. And it's in Christ Jesus' name that we say thank you, Lord. And amen and amen. Bless amen. 
Amen. Thank you, Reverend Robin. Again, again, an awesome word, definitely for somebody out there, definitely for me. We pray that it, I know that it has been a blessing. We'd love to hear from you. You can get in contact with me at whenchristianspeak at gmail.com. Uh, I do have a telephone number, but I get, I get it later after posting it and everything. But please get in contact with me. We'd love to hear from you. Also, you can get in contact with us through our social media sites. Uh, Facebook and Twitter is uh, When Christians. Amen. Uh, Facebook is When Christians Speak Talk Radio. Amen. Um, again, Reverend Robin, thank you. That was an awesome word. Um, everyone, you can listen to this message in its entirety, probably about 20 minutes. You can listen to it on any of the different platforms, Spreaker.com, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, through our website. You can listen uh, through uh, uh, Spotify. I think that's what it's called. And just to name a few, uh, we, we, iTunes. So we own a lot of different platforms. Uh, we'd love, to, love for you to just check us out. You know, uh, We are about our father's business. Amen. And I thank God for every single person that comes on, that listens. And don't forget, um, if you have a desire to um, have this ministry out, so a seed or a donation, you can do so by going to Win Christmas Speak and click on the Donate Now button. Everything is done through PayPal. Like I, like I told you earlier, and I'm going to keep saying this, we need to update our website. Our website needs a major overhaul. We want to make it more user-friendly, so we need your help. So, in a point, thank God for today. <laughs> so we can go ahead and get out here. Robin, thank you much, and we'll talk soon, okay? Amen. Bless God. Amen. Bless God. See y'all later. God bless you.